Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the final episode of season one of the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. And joining me, as always, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, uh, even though he said last week he wasn't going to be there this week. Well, he's still there because, okay, you get it. Uh, it's, the magic of Stone- it's the magic of Stonehenge. I can be in yes. two places at one time. Yes. Hello, all. How are you? Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko himself, Steve Cloutier. How you doing? Good. Am I getting any better at pronouncing your name? Yes. Excellent. So, we are talking about the final episode of the season, which, uh, you know, is it really the final episode? I don't know. Um... But it is season one, episode 24, The Magic of Stonehenge. And apparently Stonehenge is a giant machine. Um, To me, it just looks like a bunch of rocks set in a circle. Um, And apparently the builders disappeared. Um, No, they probably just died. Um. (laughs) It's okay. I admit I've, I've been fascinated by Stonehenge. Uh, I've never been there. I would love to, um, I haven't been off this continent, so maybe one day. Um, Steve, what were your impressions of this episode? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I have been to Stonehenge. Excellent. Um, cause I, I lived in England for a couple of years. Um, cool. but, um, I think, um, Did you feel magic there. I did, yes. Um, uh, but I, th- I think I, I have a note here, and I, th- I think we probably all have the same note. Um, okay. It's pro- probably getting ahead of ourselves, but at one point I've just written Minoans. Yes. With an exclamation <laughs> I mark. have. I have it written down. Minoans, drink. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll. <laughs> um, Oliver. Oh, wait. Well, I sh- Steve, are I you sh- done? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, like you, Jason, I've always had a fascination with uh, Stonehenge, mainly because England is the birthplace of my parents, and so that was something that was uh, it kind of, you know, interested me just from a culture point of view. Um, I did try to go to Stonehenge. Unfortunately, I picked the wrong time of the year because, you know, a week before summer solstice, you have to be like a card-carrying druid to get within like 20 miles of it. Um, so since I wasn't prepared to uh, swear fealty to a bush, uh, I decided to uh, not go. Um, um, uh, so I am I am fascinated by it, but this episode is bonkaroonies. I mean, oh my God. It, is, it has got so many dips. Dip, 
yeah. people in it, <laughs> diplets in it. Um, that it's just it, it's it's this is really the worst of of in search of because I mean it's the worst and the best in a way. It's the worst because there's zero science in any of this, mm-hmm. but it's the best because it's so. Oh my God! The, well, I'm, we're going to get to the guys, but they're hilarious. Not only in their tie choices. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the seventies. So, so the big question: Who built Stonehenge, and why? Well, somebody did, and we don't know why. Good enough for me. Have a nice evening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um. So we we are introduced to Gerald S. Hawkins, who uh, he wrote uh, surprise surprise he wrote a book about Stonehenge. Um, so of course they have to get him on and introduce him and you know say that he wrote a book, so that you know called Beyond Stonehenge. I, I swear to God this episode is just to sell books. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll get more into that. Um, but he he had also written a book uh, in 1965 called Stonehenge Decoded. Um, he is, by the way, a professor and chair of the astronomy department at Boston University. Yeah, I was trying um, to place that accent, and I finally I, I came down on Massachusetts because it was yeah. I, I couldn't quite figure out that accent for a while. He he's apparently uh, I I believe he was also born in England. Yeah, um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's taken to trying to trying to convince people that uh, Stonehenge is somehow um, a calendar or a clock or an observatory or something like that, or a computer. Yeah, with with zero proof. <laughs> exactly. So, Steve, what do you got on him? <laughs> Um, well, he, he had a PhD in radio astronomy from the University of Manchester. Okay. Um, he was actually born uh, in Great Yarmouth. Okay. England. Oliver? Not, not Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. We should just point that out. No, no. That's not Great Yarmouth. That's just Yarmouth. And, and the, you, you wouldn't lay claim to him anyway. Um and, and if you don't know, uh, um, Great Yarmouth is in Norfolk, okay. in England, uh, which is kind of southeast. Okay. It's where Stephen Fry is from. Oh, okay. Um, Oliver, you were going to say something. Well, he talks about all of this stuff, and then, I mean, at least could we get a shot of the night sky so we could see how, how this apparently lines up <laughs> to... to planets that they didn't even know existed it, it wasn't uh, in the budget yeah, um, yeah apparently not uh, he, he's using he's using 20th century 20th century knowledge <laughs> to backdate something that that was built you know 4,000 years ago mm-hmm. and it, it's just so crazy I mean I, I am a I am I am a total non-scientist and I could punch holes in this in this theory <laughs> I mean, the people who bought who who built the Noah's Ark in Kentucky could could you know they're so anti science <laughs> they could punch holes in this in this puppy. Um, the 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 thing that it was uh, uh, basically a, an astro uh, um, uh, 
an astrological uh, uh, place. We do know that um, because we're pattern-seeking mammals, that that mm-hmm. it's possible that these people were mapping the stars, but they didn't know what the stars were. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They uh, he keeps on going on about the mapping the planets, and it's like they didn't even know there were planets. <laughs> Maybe uh, they did. Oh, well, see, now we get back to the Minoans thing. <laughs> um, um, it's just so crazy. Um, well, they said, according to, uh, according to uh, Hawkins, uh, Stonehenge dates to about 2500 B.C., which uh, it, uh, 3000 to 2000 uh, B.C.E. Um, yeah. And there's evidence... There, there's actually evidence, um, and this is according to Wikipedia, so take it as, as you will. Uh, there was evidence that there were plans to build something there uh, as early as 8,000 BCE. Yes. So, young earth yeah. creationists, take that. Um, I, 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 really... I, I kind of know why they think that. Uh, there's, uh, there, there are post holes in the... Uh, What's now the car park, isn't it? Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go ahead. Yeah, um, they're, they're referred to as Aubrey holes. Oh, okay. Uh, mainly because a guy named Aubrey was the first one who noticed them. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But 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 they um, they they found um, bits of the stone in the Aubrey holes. So what what mm-hmm. they're thinking is initially that these holes, these Aubrey holes, were just places where they just put the stones. Until they needed them, right? Okay. And so, and, and so the Arby the Arby holes seem to be there longer than Stonehenge itself. So that's why that's why they think that there were had been plans for, in part anyway, why they they, they believe that there were um, plans to build Stonehenge even earlier. So so it was like you know they they lugged the stones over and then they just sort of put them in storage for for a bit before mm-hmm. they before they used them. So, uh, then they start, they start going through, um, like what was going on in elsewhere in the world at, at this time around 2500 BC. And first of all, they talk about the slaves toiling over the pyramids. It's kind of been, uh, proven that slaves did not build the pyramids at least they were not the primary uh, constructors of the pyramid, of any of the pyramids. Uh, they were built by actual workers who were buried at the base of the pyramid. Um, I just had to stop. I, I, I just had to, to insert that. Um, and they talk about... Um, so they're comparing the construction of Stonehenge to the pyramids and the advent of writing and... The Minoans. Uh, (laughs) And I, you know, Stonehenge is just really, it's, to me, it reminds me of like really big building blocks. That's it. You know, it it hardly takes a genius to say, hey, let's stack rocks up. (laughs) You know, not, you know, this is hardly pyramid building. No, that's an excellent point, actually, Jason, is that we have far more um, 
wonders of the ancient world to uh, to uh, fixate about than we do, you know, these rocks that are in a circle. I think it's the mystery of it that really, you know, adds to the flavor. And uh, admittedly, I'm I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. But but I guess my question, my my thing is always. Look, they're really, really interesting. They show man at a different time in its in its history and a different species, really, than we are today. So let's just admire it and 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 let it be, mm-hmm. right? Just let it. Let, we don't need to explain it. Um, right. I, I'm I'm always I'm always uh, when these things come up, I'm always um, uh, intrigued by a Richard uh, Christopher Hitchens uh, quote, which he said, you know, that his favorite architecture in the world was the Parthenon. He said, "But I don't need to believe in the cult of Athena to appreciate the Parthenon. Right? You don't need you, yeah. you don't need to you, you don't need the backstory to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what we should just let Stonehenge be. I mean, I find it fascinating, but I don't really need the answer to it. And these two dopes that um, who's the who's the one who's wearing the Canadian tuxedo, the jean jacket and the jeans? Is that oh, Hawkins? No, that's uh, that's Francis Hitching." Okay, we haven't got to him yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> both of these dopes, I mean, just let it be. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, however. Well, my my idea, you know, the, the way I, you know, my answer to the question of why they built it is <laughs> something to do. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Had nothing better to do. <laughs> let's, Absolutely. let's stack a bunch of rocks up. But you're then, right. You're right, Jason. As architecture goes, it's very it's very minimalist. Mm-hmm. If I can use that term. And why choose bluestone? You know, apparently it has magical qualities. Either that, or is in ready supply. <laughs> oh, but apparently it takes a village and a boys' school to get it there. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do wrong? I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all in their. They're, they're all in their, they're like, uh, they, they all have like their, their ties and their shirts on and they're, they're pulling this rock. It's like, I know. I'm thinking, did they say no to their headmaster advances? Is that why they're put on this? <laughs> this is why they're on this duty. Jeez. Uh, so we are introduced to Francis Hitching, <laughs> who, by the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he co-produced this episode. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, according to Wikipedia, he is an author, a journalist, a filmmaker, and, oh, God. Go ahead, uh, say it. He's a dowser. No. <laughs> Face palm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, also on the Wikipedia page, um, he he wrote um, a book called "The Neck The Neck of the Draft" and or where Darwin went wrong. Um, yes. And it's, there's a quote from Richard Dawkins that says, and I quote, uh, that the book is one of the silliest and most ignorant books he's read in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, uh, apparently, like, probably around the time that this episode was recorded, uh, he had a book out uh, in 1976 called Earth Magic. And right after this episode, he had a book on dowsing, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically holding 
two um like like two uh ninety degree angle rods in your hand and you walk around like an idiot until they cross <laughs> and that means there's water underneath you. <laughs> by by the way, uh no dowser yet has won uh the, the J ref one million dollar prize. Um which is uh to show beyond statistical chance that uh any type of supernatural uh, behavior or um, yeah, it is even possible. <laughs> so, <sighs> um, and, and just as a quick throwback, um, he also co-produced um, episode eight in season one of in search of, which was the mummy's curse. Oh God, that was him. Yeah. He co he co-produced that one as well. Wait, was that him in the episode and not no, the? No, uh, no, no, oh, no, no, that was no, okay. That was the. That was the co-author. Okay, he was just the producer. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he. This guy's trying to claim that there was magical power in the rocks, and uh, you know, and, and no, they were the most plentiful rocks to carry out the design, you know, the design that whoever was designing the thing wished to carry out. I think it's about it. Um, and of course, they, you know, let's use ancient myth and legend to confirm magical powers in rocks. Of course. Uh, he, he even, he even names, name drops Merlin, so you know it must be true. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, can we address this? Okay, name dropping Merlin. Woo! Okay, this 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 drives me just crazy in a very fun way because anytime any legend in England takes place, Merlin is involved. <laughs> you know, if it's taking sword out of swords out of stones, if it's you know mythical islands, if it's you know stuff in Scotland, it's Merlin. He's, of course. I know he's 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 kind of like the Joker of of these you know uh, of these stories you know he always wanders in somehow, and yeah. it's just oh my god when he said Merlin I almost did a spit take because it's like <laughs> oh I knew I knew I, it was like the Minoans I knew it was coming I just couldn't believe they brought it up. Well, I mean there there is a connection mm-hmm. because the stones are from Wales, and Merlin was Welsh. Oh okay. Well, there, there's the connection right there. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Uh, <laughs> all right, it, it must all be true. Episode over. Uh. <laughs> the other thing was, and I have to bring this up, is if, if he said, if he said, if he said erection one more time, I was going to think, <laughs> I was going to think that the magic was that you know the druids discovered you know the little blue wonder back in twenty and. <laughs> You know, in 2500 BCE, it was like, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, they contacted schoolboys to haul the heavy rocks. Poor kids. Um, yeah, the BBC contacted schoolboys to haul heavy rocks to, to show that, you know, either either A, it can't be done or B, it can. But I, I don't know. What does it prove? Well, um, it, can, it can be done because they're there. Yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, Leonard Nimoy says there were no powered vehicles back in those days. Technically, there were livestock and humans. 
You know, and I'm sorry, but you look at the pyramids. I mean, humans move those stones. There were no aliens. And, and by the way, yes, I know they're trying to imply aliens. So we, we have mention of Minoans, aliens, uh, Merlin. Um, oh, we have so much here. Yeah, they kind of throw they, they kind of throw everything in. Oh yeah, it, and druids. It's a boulebaze of crazy. I mean, they've just, you know, they just thrown everything in. Uh, yes, Merlin was another myth, and magic doesn't exist. Uh, whoever built Stonehenge were ingenious in a lot of ways, and we don't need to invoke magical spells and aliens. And yes, they will eventually uh, mention something about aliens, or at least imply it. It's always um, aliens. What's that? It's always aliens. Yeah, of course. Those little E.T., they're all running around here making movies and stuff. So now we are introduced to probably my favorite character group of this entire season. The Druids. Well, the the make-believe Druids. The cosplayers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're they're apparently uh, you know the druids apparently laid claim to Stonehenge as being theirs, even though it's in the middle of a plain now and there's no trees around. Wait, don't don't they worship trees? Yeah, they worship they, they worship bushes. It it's um it it, it it's I don't see any bushes in there. No, it's kind of a repo job, is what yeah. they you know they they repossessed it. Because I do have my own thoughts on on Stonehenge and and what it is and well, and how you know who built it and I'll get into that a little later. Um, Alexander Tom, and he he believed we're introduced to him. Uh, all I all all I really saw I I didn't really look up too much information. Steve, did you look up any information on him? I did. Uh oh. Um, he, he no, he he was an actual dude. He was he was an actual um, uh, academic. Okay. Uh, he taught at, at Oxford, uh, Brazenose College in Oxford. He he was an engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his his claim to fame, and this is kind of what they they sort of talked a little bit about. They didn't they really didn't go into him much, but he created this thing. Um, yes, I know what you're going to say. The megalithic yard. Yeah. <laughs> Which was 2.72 feet, or for those of us who know metric, 0.83 meters. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's much more sensible in, in metric. Yeah, uh. of course. <laughs> Everything's more sensible in metric. Um, but Didn't he you also okay, believe that this was sort of the, the measurement that they used. Didn't, didn't he? He was also the one who came up with the idea of ley lines, wasn't it? Oh, this was the other thing, Jason. I mean, yes. Oh, talk about backwards engineering. Uh, there is, uh, you go over there. There's, there, if you go up to the north of Scotland, which I went to, there are tons of these things all over the place. <laughs> and. Again, the world is round, which they didn't know at that point. So, if they laid all of this out in these kind of this, and Stonehenge apparently is the center of all of these 
spider webs, as they say, in mm-hmm. this that have a design. There's absolutely no way because there's way too many of them. They're way too uh, scattered. There's no pattern to them at, at all. And as I said before, we're pattern-seeking mammals. We would have mm-hmm. found the pattern. Th- this is just, it's garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just have written down ley lines, an explanation without a question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the the New Age movement uh, these days has embraced this idea to explain away everything. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, go ahead. I was just going to say the archaeologist uh, Richard Atkinson. Has um, he he to pr- disprove ley lines? Um, he did a similar experiment with uh, telephone boxes, <laughs> uh, and, and and discovered the ley lines of telephone boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and somebody actually did this, and I think I think it might even be on the Wikipedia site. I'm I'm not sure. Um, actually, somebody did it with uh, London pizza restaurants as well. <laughs> Perfect. Just to, pr- just to prove that you can, that it's complete and utter coincidence it's like mm-hmm. and i am so i am so glad steve that you have brought up police boxes because <laughs> at the end of this episode were they not intimating that doctor who built this yeah. <laughs> did they say something about time yeah, yeah. oh uh, yes yeah, yeah. Time. We, we don't have a god of time people yeah. hate time <laughs> yeah but, uh, that dude was that dude was seriously uh a little uh, whacked that's a suggestion of time, a suggestion of aliens. It's right there. It's Doctor Who. Yeah. Here we go. Um, uh, 76 so, would be the Tom Baker era. Yes, mm-hmm. it would. Um, so, so then they, you, you know, uh, Nimoy in the voiceover, you know, uh, Hitching has, has presented a, a, a an interesting theory. No, he didn't. Yeah. No. Introduce anything. anything. <laughs> and no, um, the as they thing, say. Go ahead. Sorry, Jason. I, ahead. I just want to mention one other thing that I, I, because I don't know, but it seemed very odd. They mentioned that birds and possibly dogs have telepathy. Do we know that birds have telepathy? Or do uh, they just follow each other? Uh, you know what? We're gonna have to ha- we're gonna have to talk to Dave Broadbeck about that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have to ask him. I, I'm I'm sure I know the answer already. Um, <laughs> but no, Stonehenge did not allow for ESP. It didn't it didn't create ESP or some BS like that. Uh, because they went into something about you know how the stones have a have abilities to bring out ESP in people. No, they don't. Yeah. They're rocks. Go ahead. Just let them be rocks. <laughs> speaking of speaking of rocks or dumb as rocks, hey, these silly druids are still making me laugh over here. <laughs> oh, my God. I just kept on wondering what their dry cleaning bill would be. I mean, all that white. Jeez. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, really. Well, yeah. Even all that stuff about the druids, hmm. um, I mean, druids did exist. We know druids right. exist, but no, right. we don't know anything about druids. No. Every, everything we know about druids was invented in the 19th century. <laughs> right? We, to, 
Their recreations of druids was a fabrication. Oh, yeah. Right? Because we, we yeah. know they existed, and that's pretty much <laughs> all we know. Right? You know, and so well, even the recreation is a, a modeled on a made-up view of mm-hmm. druids themselves. Well, like I, like I ask here, are they taking this overblown cosplay seriously? <laughs> do they do they believe this? That's all we need, Jason, is a druid convention. <laughs> oh God. Now that sounds like a Neil out title. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Just don't. Pink Floyd? Uh, <laughs> no. So um so okay, like I said, first of all, we look back at Wikipedia. Uh, it says uh, it's you know built between uh, and I'm just going to say five thousand and four thousand years ago. So it's uh, you know three thousand BC to two thousand BC. So yeah, five thousand to four thousand. Um, the builders of Stonehenge could have been various. You know, it could have been a lot of different. It could have been many groups that just built upon what they saw, what they found. You know, they, one group, uh, you know, started building, they built the blue stone circle and, you know, they all like kicked off or left the area because, Hey, we, we don't have anything else to do here and eh, just leave it. And another group came along and said, Hey, you know, it'd be good around, you know, around this, uh, you know, let's, let's just stack like two stones and then put a stone across the top. That would look really cool. You know, and, and they just kept changing it. I don't see why that's not a, you know, why that, why that's never presented as, you know, they they saw this thing and said, "Hey, that looks cool. Let's add to it." I mean, who knows? If you would have kept it going long enough, you might have ended up with a Starbucks in the middle of it, <laughs> <laughs> or or golden arches over the top, or both. Well, part part of the thing too is that is that all these stories are growing up around around Stonehenge, and, and we even. As we're talking, um, and certainly as they're doing it, we're talking as if this is kind of the only henge. Mm-hmm. There are oh, hundreds no, of henges. Oh, right? yeah. There's hundreds of henges, right? So, so if, if we're thinking in the terms of ley lines and stuff like that, even if they were true, which they're not, <laughs> but even if they were true, why would this one be the center? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that, that like even, even that kind of logic doesn't make sense because there are loads of other henges. They're even wood hinges. Mm-hmm. They're they're they found hinges underneath the sea. What what is there's a wood hinge that's supposedly like twenty kilometers from Stonehenge, isn't there? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and so for whatever reason, hinges were a thing. Exactly, right? They and were then, the McDonald's of the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? You know, which which suggests perhaps that maybe they were a temple or something like that. But you know, just in the same way that we have numerous churches, right? You know, um, and and for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why, um, that all these stories have sort of developed around this one hinge. When I want to say, I want, I just want to, I just want to start a rumor that all these hinges were simply brothels. Well, you know the Druids. Um, you, know, you never know. Yeah, what's going underneath those sheets? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. House of the Rising Sun. 
Come on, people. Oh. I, so, I think this is a fascinating episode. I think we got a lot more out of it than probably deserves. I think I'm going <laughs> to... Okay. Now, you know, you, last week you guys, uh, you know, well, Oliver, you're, you're used to giving letter grades now to episodes. I think this one for me just gets an A. Oh, <laughs> just for the sheer <laughs> entertainment factor out of it. Oh, it's, a, it's an A in hilarity, but it, it's, <laughs> it's an F in knowledge. Basically, I mean, let me, let me sum up this way. Nigel Tufnell knows more about Stonehenge than these jokes. Okay? Uh, yeah, so uh, get out your paper napkins. Uh, but that's basically what it is. I mean, it's, it, it's cuckoo to the extreme. Oh, man. It, it is a... Go watch this episode, people. You, you, you'll love it. And then come back and listen to us again. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, it is a fascinating episode. Um, just for the, for sheer hilarity. Um, anything else we have to say about it before we uh, well we, before we put this season to bed? Well, just that it kind of ends on as we kind of mentioned before the aliens thing. Yeah. Did, did the ancients have knowledge that we forgot, or did they have help? Or maybe they just thought it looked cool, and you know, it was it was just really neat looking, and it was a great decoration. It was Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't have anything else. Not for me. Oliver, tell people where they can find you. Well, if you'd like to uh, join me in genuflecting to a bush, you can uh, find me on Twitter, at Oliver Rockside, or you can uh, join me for my two uh, uh, podcasts, one uh, called The 27th Precinct, uh, where we uh, go over 20 years of Law & Order, or you can join me in my new podcast, You're Just the Worst, the worst uh, 100 pop songs in history with an asterisk. And... uh, uh, you can find me there on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. One of these days, I'm going to ask you about that asterisk. Um, <laughs> Steve, where can people find you? Well, sadly, I have watched every episode of Doctor Who more than once. <laughs> but um, if you want to talk about Doctor Who, I'm happy to. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at DocPinko, D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. Excellent. Steve, do you find can I just ask Steve a question, Doctor Who question, while we're here? Sure. sure. Is David is Peter Davidson underrated as Doctor Who? Peter Davidson is my favorite Doctor. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Yes, I, I think. Sorry, I think, I, I think he is very underrated. And uh, you, you could find me with uh, celery in my uh, in my lapel oh, uh, <laughs> at Alien CG on Twitter. Uh, you can find this podcast at Illuminati. Oh, man, I'm, I'm like off my game now. Uh, you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. You can find the you can find the episodes at AlienCG.com/isc. And next week, get your questions in, get your comments, your your criticisms, get them in because next week we will be having our first season wrap up show for season one. We're going to go back. We're going to look back on, on each episode and just, 
just reflect on the good times that this season was. Anyway, folks, it's always Druids, isn't it? It's always Druids. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya. <laughs>